0: This is Father Kevin Hale with the homily for the Solemnity of Mary's Assumption into Heaven. If you are a fan of the Indiana Jones films, then you will absolutely get what today's feast of Mary's Assumption into Heaven is all about. Those films introduce us into the whole notion of the Ark of the Covenant. The Ark was the box that contained the remnants of the Ten Commandments. It was why the temple in Jerusalem was built, to house the Ark of the Covenant. It was the object found in the Holy of Holies within the very heart of the temple. It was God's presence in a word. It was God's presence in Israel, in much the same way that our churches are built to house the presence of the living Jesus in the tabernacle. Whenever Israel lost the ark, as it did on a couple of occasions, it lost its way. The Indiana Jones films are all about the speculation of where the lost ark might be. In the vision of the book of Revelation, which is a very difficult book to read, but we have an extract in the first reading for the feast, the ark is back in its proper place. That is, it's now in the heavenly temple. But here's the difference. It's associated with a woman who is about to give birth. A great sign appeared in heaven, a woman adorned with the sun. That image is associated with that ark. That is because the early church saw Mary as the new and definitive ark, because she carried within herself, in the most vivid way, not just the remnants of the Ten Commandments, but she bore the very presence of God in Jesus. The new ark, Mary, is also like the ark because it is associated with battle. As she is about to give birth, she's confronted with a huge red dragon who is preparing to devour a child. Now, clearly, this is no sentimental image of Mary, but rather hard-edged. From the moment she's able and they about to give birth, she's confronted by a terrible enemy. There are various notions about who the dragon stands for. Perhaps it was meant to be Rome, which was the dominant power at the time, but it could represent any power in the world that is opposed to God and his plans. This fearsome dragon is powerless, though, against the woman and her child. We read, she gave birth to a child who is destined to rule over all the nations with an iron rod, This little child and his mother are more powerful than all the world's armies and political might this tells us that the ark of the covenant which is mary is still effective in battle just as it was in ancient israel now with all those powerful images and associations in mind we can turn to the gospel we're taken to the hill country of judea and to a woman greeting her cousin elizabeth The infant leaps in her womb and Elizabeth praises God. She is acknowledging that the Ark of the Covenant has come into her house. That detail of John the Baptist leaping in his mother's womb is redolent of David leaping and dancing before the Ark of the Covenant. Mary confirms this by her very forceful and non-sentimental language in her magnifica, as we've come to call it. He, God, has shown the strength of his arm. He has scattered the proud in their conceit. He has pulled down the mighty from their thrones and has lifted up the lowly. Mary knows that this child she is bearing will confront all the powers of the world. He will confront those who set themselves up in pride. She knows he will lift up the lowly and feed those who have been exploited. Whether it's the power of Rome or the power of fallen Israel or any power of the world, this child will defeat them. In her Magnificat, Mary is announcing herself as the true ark that Israel will successfully carry into battle. So, what she speaks here are quite literally fighting words. What does all this have to do with the assumption of the Virgin Mary that we're celebrating? The assumption is Mary's transition into the realm of God. It's her elevation, body and soul, into the glory of heaven, where she now reigns as a queen. This means that she is in this elevated realm of heaven, where she can exercise even greater power than she did when she walked the hills of Judea. Mary was, of course, a first century Jewess who lived like the rest of us on this earth, being fully human. But now... She is the Ark of the Covenant in the heavenly temple. And this makes her a very powerful warrior queen indeed. The power exercised by Jesus, by Mary, the saints and the church is not a worldly power. We're not taking on worldly powers on their own terms. We're not fighting fire with fire. Rather, we overwhelm them with the power of the Holy Spirit. In all of her authentic apparitions, we might think of Fatima, Guadalupe, or Lourdes. Mary is anything but a coy and sentimental figure. Rather, she presents herself as a warrior. Think of Mary at Fatima at the beginning of the 20th century when she announced the great war that would preoccupy the world in the 20th century against Russia's atheistic communism. She announces there a new stage in the battle. She announces her new engagement in that struggle. And by the way, Mary is always giving us the weapons with which to fight, fasting, prayer, repentance, the rosary. In the eyes of the world, that might not sound like very much and you wouldn't feel particularly threatened by those kind of weapons. But tell the successes of Lenin and Stalin, those are precisely the weapons that did bring them down. That is why the celebration of the Assumption, especially in the light of the readings of the Mass, is a celebration of Mary's transition into heaven. And it's also a spur, precisely for that reason, a spur to battle. Let us pray. Almighty, ever-living God, who assumed the Immaculate Virgin Mary, Mother of your Son, body and soul, into the glory of heaven. Grant, we pray, that always attentive to the things that are above, we may merit to be sharers of her glory. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen.